This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Hello? Is anybody there? Yeah. Hello? I don't think there's anyone here. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 24 of the Middle-Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals Dave and Shecky. I'm Shecky. I'm Dave. That's right. No, something happened. Something's quite wrong with this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Roger and that's Stoney. Stoney? Yeah, everyone wanted a friend named Stoney when they were a kid. Hey Stoney, what's happening man? When I was at uh, when I was much 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 younger, and I had gone into Bleaker Bob's at some point, hey. taking the trek from Jersey to New York City to Bleaker Bob's, I went and uh, was trying to find all these old records, and I came upon Stony and Meatloaf, and it was in fact that Meatloaf. I don't know who the Stony was, I don't remember, but I remember that the cover was um, Meatloaf. Well, as we know, Meatloaf's done some bizarre stuff, as in Search for the Yeti. That's a movie where he was hired to act. He was acting. That was not a documentary. He was a Yeti master. He was a Yeti hunter in that movie. And uh, it's just one of those MST3K movies we've seen over and over again. But it was definitely a movie and not a documentary. Yeti. Yeti. I've yet to seen that. It's got a baby Yeti in it, and it's an absurd movie. It's truly absurd, and it's just made more absurd when you realize Meatloaf is in it. Well, there you go. Jim Steinem's not in the movie. I want to see a movie with Jim Steinem and Kyle Gass. I love Kyle Gass. I love Jim Steinem. Okay. Not. Why not? Well, I don't know. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah, what are we talk? What are we actually talking about in that song? I think he wouldn't. What he wouldn't do was leave. Oh, I thought it was he anal. Wouldn't break up. What? I thought we were talking about anal. All right. Uh, no. You know what? Stop uh, besmirching uh, Meatloaf and Jim Steinem. Uh, I'm a big Meatloaf I'm fan. I'm just saying, I think Jim Steinem swings for the other team, if I could quote uh, Ace Freely. Okay. Well, you can always quote Ace Freely. Uh, Ace Freely's quotes are always welcome here. Um, but, uh, anywho. Today's episode is, do you know what today's episode is about? In keeping with our uh, October theme? Uh, today's episode is about, like, yeah, pumpkin spice, man. All right. You know, like autumn specials, you know, like, no. you know, leaves turning and stuff, bro. No. No. <clears throat> pumpkin spice has nothing to do with the paranormal. 
Oh, it's about like a uh, bohemian groove, like going up to the grove and like celebrating outside, picking in and like showing those fuckers who's boss, man. No, it's not about bohemian grove. Oh, sorry. It is all about ghost shows. Oh, yes. I, you know that uh, I'm a fan of the ghost shows. Uh, I like to watch them. I don't necessarily believe them, but I just do find them really entertaining. I um, like Steve. You like Steve. I like Steve and his Chrysler three thousand, his uh, Chrysler three hundred. Steve right. is Amy uh, Allen and Steve DeShalvo from uh, or DeShivo DeShalvo from. Steve DeShivo, wait, De- wait. Dead Files. We're mixing up our uh, TV characters. Dead Dead Files. Uh, he's a cop. You like him. He's a blue collar dude. He's like a deadpan. I call him Johnny Deadpan. Oh, I've never said that out loud. I don't know what you're talking about. He's not Johnny Deadpan. He's just uh, he's just a New York cop. I don't call him Johnny Deadpan. No, you don't. Yeah. Uh, Amy Allen is a psychic, and that show is kind of interesting because she goes in with... we At first, we thought it was a mystery man. She goes into these houses with a mystery man on camera who then talks to her as she's going through the rooms, and then we found out that that guy is actually her husband. But then there's an additional person filming them both together who we don't know anything about. Um, a lot of the ghost shows have that. They have like the investigators have their own cameras, but then there's also like another camera guy that we don't really hear from too often. I mean, too often, ever. Uh, occasionally, like, I think on Ghost Hunters, I was watching one where um, they were in some sort of uh, prison. Ghost Hunters is the one with the uh, the guys, the Roto-Rooter guys from Sci-Fi, yeah, and. They uh, were in some sort of prison and um, some, you know, one of the cameramen had an experience where he got knocked down and something went through him and he was, he was sufficiently freaked out. I hate when that happens. Uh, he, he seemed to, he seemed to be uh, really upset by it. Now you're going to see right here. This is Frank happen? right here, back here. Okay. Boom. He goes down. Frank. Okay, it happens kind of fast. Yes, it does. And it happens hard. All right, this is at 50% speed. Here's Frank right here. This is his sound equipment, which you see. Boom. For some strange reason, his equipment lifted up by itself and was able to strike him in the face without him using his leg or either of his arms. All by itself. So exactly. If you, yeah, if you watch... You see, this is his, his bag of equipment. Just smacked him in the head. Now, as he's going back, right about there, he gets pushed in the chest. You see him pull? Yep. And then he goes down. Bang, and his equipment goes right over his head. We wanted to make sure that he didn't lift it up with his arm or his shoulder or anything. Right. And uh, to be honest with you, both his legs are firmly planted on the ground, and one arm's over his head and the other's right on his side. So... Anyway. Well, who's your favorite ghost hunter? Well, well, let me just put that out there. Let me throw this at you, at your boat. What, do you have a favorite? Because you seem to, uh, all of a sudden... Yeah, I got a favorite. I have a little, some show He's prep He's a kooky here. little weirdo named Aaron, all right? Oh, you like Aaron Goodwin from the uh He's the only Adventures. guy worth anything. I want to party with that guy, man. He lost a lot of weight. I liked uh, Heavy Set Aaron. Fun-loving, hairy set... Uh, Fun-loving, heavy-set Aaron. Uh, hair has never been uh, part of his... Harry and the Hendersons. Anyway, I'm going to start from the beginning, Dave. I'm glad that you are anxious to speak about ghost shows, but I do have show prep. 
Oh, I was just about to get into the uh, night uh, court uh, theme. Okay, never mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, ghost shows, the history of ghost shows is uh, interesting. Um, people have always been uh, into ghosts and the paranormal for a very long time. I mean, you know, before TV, there was tons of books about it and such. Um, the earliest TV show that was devoted exclusively to the paranormal was a show called One Step Beyond. Have you ever heard of that show? I don't think I've heard of that at all. It was from, uh, <clears throat> it aired from 1959 to 1961, and it was a reenactment show. So uh, it was basically a, a half-hour reenactment of things they claimed were, were based on actual real events. So there wasn't any investigating or eyewitnesses accounts. It was just, it was just this gentleman stepping in, fr- in front of the camera and saying this every show. The amazing drama you're about to see is a matter of human record. You may believe it or not, but the real people who lived this story, they believe it, they know. They took that one step beyond. So I think it was, you know, uh, just it was it was sponsored by Alcoa. It was Alcoa's one step beyond. I guess they sell metal, aluminum, I'm not sure. Yeah, they pollute the country, man. Okay. And, uh, that was the show was on it ran from 59 so 59 16 61 um it says here in the wikipedia the stories were promoted as being based on actual real life experiences including historically well-known events such as the sinking of the titanic the 1906 san francisco earthquake and the assassination of abraham lincoln that is the first show dedicated to paranormal stories never heard of it but i like the name i think they might be playing at mercury the mercury lounge this weekend one step beyond they're like a uh, reggae band okay they're a little bit of a funky reggae band and then uh you know what else happened what let me tell you something my real life story here oh alcoa they got a Burnt out Alcoa building there in Edgewater. It was uh, an abandoned plant right on the water on the Hudson. Oh. And one day, two kids, they went in there. And they was playing around, you see. And they got hurt. They got hurt real bad. In fact, they died. And they never came out of that plant. And to this day, they haunt the Alcoa plant, which has been torn down. And now there's condos put up there. So if you buy one of them Alcoa condos, you're probably going to get haunted by them stoner kids from Edgewater. Is that a real story? That's my take on it. Yes, it's a real story. What is what? what? The Alcoa plant. It was a it was an abandoned uh, compound. The whole building and the whole property. And we could go over it and play around. Well, one day some kids was playing around. and They got caught up. You see, they got caught up real bad. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, though. I don't know what happened, but they never came out. Is it from a movie or? It's show? real. This is real life, baby. Then why are you speaking like Maury Amsterdam? I don't understand any of it. I don't know. I've just channeled something. Okay. I tell you, ever since I taunted them ghosts, I've been uh, taken over by some feelings and some people. You see, some feelings. You see, yeah, that's I... right. That's the ticket. Well, 
uh, speaking of Dave's ghostly uh, rants last week. Ghostly he, encounters. Is that uh, racist? No, it's encounters. E-N-C-O-U-N-T-E-R-S. Is that a show that used to be on PBS at 4.15 in the morning? not N hyphen counters. N perspective. The N perspective. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. Last week, Dave went on a rant about how he didn't believe in ghosts and why don't they show him, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so this week, we've had uh, a few things happening. Everything's happening. We can't get the show started, man. This is like the seventh fucking take, man. It's, oh, you should have heard the six takes before this. I was going really good. We got a good 15 minutes into the show. Before, I was doing good, uh, dare I tell you. We realized there was a horrible feedback for the first time in 24 episodes. Uh Last week, a few days ago, um, something fell off of its uh, place on a nail. Get back on that nail, you fucking Jew. Okay. Sorry. Uh, That's terrible. Uh, Something had been hung up on a nail, um, and in the middle of the night, it fell and broke. It was like one of those old school letter, uh, wooden letter things that you put letters in, and no one ever really used it. Bill (laughs) Fyler. What? Sort of like a bill filer. It's it's like an it's just it's something you could have bought at Michael's or Joanne's and painted it and hung it up or whatever. And I'm sure I planned on doing that 30 years ago, but it didn't hey, happen. You know what that thing is? What? I think it's something I took off the wall when I was painting and put back on haphazardly. You That's- didn't put it on haphazardly. You had put it up 15 hours before, hung it exactly the same way. And it fell in the middle of the night. Did this podcast, is this the podcast where I quoted uh, Bootsy Collins or did that get cut out? That got cut out. Okay, cut that part out. Okay. How about the part where I quoted Genesis? That also got cut out. All right, well, i just like to say a very wise man told me that it is no fun being an illegal alien. Yeah, it shouldn't be fun. Well, that was in the 80s. Imagine how it is now. Now you got uh, some sort of Typhoid virus, some sort of a you typhus. The Zika, you got Wait, the typhus, you got all the these diseases that are coming in from other countries. Hey, Honduras. Absolutely. Hey, Honduras, keep yeah. your Zika in your goddamn. Uh, oh, God. I blew it. I got caught up. I was thinking about the uh, Zima. Uh, Isn't it Zima? The, the drink? The, the discontinued drink. I don't think it's discontinued. Well, I think I was, it just is not as popular. Somehow I was going Zika, Zima. It was, it was happening, and all no, of a sudden it wasn't happening. Was, yeah, no, I think it was never happening. Let me tell you, Electric Gerolitis is my new band. Okay. It's a, it's a tennis-themed sort of Hendrix band. Okay. Electric Gerolitis. Yes, I heard that. Yes. I heard that part. you got to be over 40 to understand that band. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I'm talking about the history of ghost shows. So, One Step Beyond. One Step Beyond is the first show that was completely dedicated to paranormal. The girl who used to live here jumped from a place called Eagle Point a couple of weeks ago. Eagle Point? Kind of gives me the creeps a nice girl like that committing suicide. What a mess. Had to make identification from dental records and stuff like that. No! 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 What are you trying to do? Scare me to death? I didn't. You know what I ought to do, I you didn't. silly dame? I ought to belt you one. I didn't kill myself. Sally. I didn't. Sally. I didn't jump. I was Sally. murdered. I was murdered. I was murdered. I was murdered. But again, it was reenactments and it. How about Doctor Who? That's not paranormal. 
That's not a real true events type of show. Oh, this is what oh. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about fic- fictional ghost shows. I'm talking about shows that claim to be real or based on real life events. Interesting. But these were actors who were reenacting it. These were reenactments, yes, yes. Of stories that they claimed were all true. All right. May I may I proceed? Please proceed. And this is interesting because this takes me back to Amityville. Up until then, up until 1976, there were no other ghost shows of, you know, the idea of ghost hunting and investigation was not a thing at all until The Exorcist in search of... A sudden draft from a window that was supposed to have been closed. A chill at the back of the neck. Groans, creaks, and bumps in the night. Man has always been frightened by the dark. Troubled by noises just beyond the reach of lights. Occurrences just beyond the reach of understanding. A very dark, hooded, evil presence came from the hall i didn't even have to see her distinctly i just knew this is trouble you know and i'm gonna do something about it a ghostly apparition in the dark of night what was it and why did it come in search of in search of in search of every week was the it was a show hosted by leonard neboy and every week it would deal with something uh UFOs, cryptozoological animals, uh, lost civilizations, and one Sasquatch. Sasquatch. One episode they did all about ghosts. That's all about. Come on, Dad. All about ghosts. This episode came out in 1977, so a full year at least, uh, maybe even two, after the events at Amityville. So there was, like I tried to explain last week, there were no ghost shows. There weren't these people thinking, oh shit, we're going to get on this show. Zach Baggins is going to come and... and uh, George Lutz was a pioneer. George Lutz was... No, he, well, I think he was... George Lutz was crazy, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, so I had mentioned that last week and you somehow brought up L. Ron Hubbard. I'm not sure why. Um, so In Search Of has an episode about ghosts where they uh, feature this gentleman named Hans Holzer. That sounds made up. He, uh, so during this episode, they go to a, they go to a place in Maine, I believe it was, where there, somebody had contacted Hans who had written, I think this man wrote over a hundred books about Ghosts and the paranormal. Who, Hans? Hans. All right. So they go to this house on In Search Of, and what do they do? They uh, interview the eyewitnesses. They get their stories, right? All right. Then he goes into the house with his tape recorder and a microphone and a psychic. They speak to the spirits there. And then what does he do? He goes to the town historian 
and confirms the things the psychic has told him. That is the basic template for every ghost show since then. Right. I mean, it's amazing. It is exactly that template. So this In Search Of episode basically started everything and people liked it so much that they have continued it. There's the eyewitness accounts, there's the investigation, and then there's the reveal at the end where they either tell somebody or in the case of Steve DeShalvo and Amy Allen, they reveal, but he also goes and talks to the town uh, museum person, the historian, whatever. So it in that amount of years, since 1976, 40 years, 42 years, right? That hasn't changed. That formula hasn't changed. The only thing I will say about the, uh, and I'll play a little bit for you right now, the psychic from that show was, I enjoyed her because she was not the kind of psychics we have now that are a little dramatic. She was very matter of fact, like almost insanely so. Let me uh, play a little bit. Hans Holzer is convinced there is merit to the eyewitness accounts of a haunting at Port Clyde. He has enlisted the help of psychic Ingrid Beckman for the next phase of his investigation. Ingrid works as a book designer for a New York publisher. She became aware of her psychic abilities, her special sensitivities to emanations, five years ago and has worked with Holzer on a number of similar investigations. She knows nothing about Port Clyde, the former occupants of the old house, or the circumstances of the haunting. Hans, immediately I feel uh, the presence of a woman. What about this room? Well, this presence uh, comes from another house that was on this property, so that I don't feel it in any particular room, but I do feel um, that I should go upstairs because I think there'll be more up there. Hans depends on Ingrid's sensitivity to impressions of the past that may remain in the structure and to any non-visible emanations she may detect. As I go through this house, I can see in my mind's eye the house that was on the property before. And in my mind, I sense a field back in this direction. And there was land that went with this. Now we're upstairs. Uh, I want you to look at every room and give me your impressions of it. Well, the upstairs is the most active. Um, I sense a woman who is waiting. And I have an impression now of um, a storm that she is very upset about. A gale of some kind. It seems to be November. Uh, I also feel that that she has looked out of not this very same window, but windows in this direction of the house. And I just got an impression where she says, um, she, meaning a schooner, was built on the Kennebec, the Kennebec River. It seems to be a, um, oh, I think it's a double-mastered, double-masted schooner. And it seems to be her husband who's on this. Ship registries of the 19th century confirmed that a whaler named Catherine sailed from these waters. Records of her crew, however, are lost. What do you think about that psychic? She looks like Billie Jean King. 
Well, she did look a little like Billie Jean King. I think a lot of people did. Uh, a lot of women did at that point. Wait, hold on now. Uh, what became of her? I looked her up, and there, there's not much. This is her only television appearance. And I have to say, out of every psychic I've seen on TV, even though I love a lot of them, I just like her straightforward. Well, what did she do? What, what did she, she do? She was a book designer. Book designer. She surely wasn't a bookkeeper. No, no. Had book access designer. to the records. No, no. That's the thing. That's the other thing. Is is that she? If you watch this episode, and I surely uh, suggest that you do, because it's an interesting piece of of uh, ghost show history. Really, it is really the beginning of yeah. all of it. My this opinion. Episode. This looks exactly like. Uh, the Amy Allen show. You love the Amy Allen show. You, it's the Amy Allen show. It's Dead Files. Dead Files. Go at you. Jerry Garcia. You, uh, you in general don't like the ghost shows, but you watch them because I have them on a lot. She's got them on all the time. Not all the time. They're on 24-7. That's not true. I watch uh, OSI uh, 74 a lot. I watch MST3K a lot. I like Mr. Pickles. That's uh, Adult Swim. Yeah, it is. And he's demonic. I'm just saying. He does. He, he takes care of things. Yeah, well, in, in the worst ways possible. Anyway, so uh, what did you think about the psychic? Did, I, I liked her approach. I liked her. This is what's happening. This is what she's saying. And I like you have it. to remember, there's no Google. There's no, I'm going to go now and research everything about this house. And no, I hear you. It would take forever. This uh, makes it look more credible than Zach Baggins, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with the... She knows how to pronounce Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> the, uh, the thing with uh, the psychics of all, on all these shows is that the, that's the one thing that has changed from this lady. They are, are pretty dramatic in general. I've seen some people... Um, who are just a little over dramatic, and and when you're like that, it does seem like you're acting. And then, I, are you really a psychic or not? Zach Baggins is a buffoon. Uh, he doesn't have hundred percent buffoon. Yeah, that's but see, this is the thing. If you want to jump to Zach Baggins, anyway. Uh, hey, yo, the, jump to Zach Baggins. And since the inception of the ghost show, ghost slash paranormal show, there have been over. 300 shows dedicated to paranormal and or ghosts and just to just to uh tell you about a new show that's apparently coming up but i don't know i haven't heard anything about it except on this wikipedia page mysteries and myths with megan fox oh that's great (laughs) what happened to ghost brothers I don't know what happened to Ghost Brothers. Uh, maybe they're still on. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Ghost, I, Megan Fox. Ugh. I love. Who Megan likes her? I do. Oh, okay. I think she's beautiful. I don't like her. Okay. Well, you don't have to like her, but I think she's adorable. Um, anywho, so my favorite paranormal uh, investigator. Yours was. Yours was Aaron. Aaron Goodwin. Aaron! No, he's like a good sidekick. I just like him as a character. My favorite investigator? I mean, is he really an investigator? He's all out he, there investigating. All he does is go, oh my God, over and over again. Here's what we're going to do, guys. Aaron, 
Yeah. Are you ready? Almost. There we go. Okay. It feels like some. Listen. Jesus. The thing is with the uh, with the teams is I, I never really like the the lead guys. I didn't like Jason and Grant so much. Uh, Jason especially from the Ghost Hunters. Uh, he was just really off putting. He just seemed like a dick. Dot com. And uh, Grant I thought was a little. He seemed a little bit more empathetic. But when you look online for Ghost Hunters faked. Uh, Grant is really behind a lot of the fakings like you know uh, he pulls his own sleeve or something and ew when those started coming out Fast and Furious those fake videos where people are like you know circling shit and saying look 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 then I, I just I lost all interest in that show really and then Grant left I, I I'm gonna imagine it was because of the backlash but I think he pretended he was doing something else but why would you why would you do something else when you're getting free money and opportunity from the sci-fi channel you just wouldn't but um maybe he just couldn't live with it anymore i don't know he's the dave Chappelle of ghost hunters no i he no he's a was a no uh -uh. stop it stop trying to use dave Chappelle. and let me tell you another thing about dave Chappelle. about dave Chappelle. so Men in Tights, all right? Okay. Now, that is a good movie. Yes, that is a good movie. See, this is the problem. I'm very upset that this show has been derailed three or four times with crazy Devolved. tech issues. Devolved. It's just, a, it's just an elaboration of a ghost story. So, the, this is the problem. Dave calls out the ghosts last episode... And uh, the thing falls off the wall in the middle of the night. And then either last night or the night before, the laptop I do this show through, we're in bed sleeping. The laptop just starts turning itself on and off, on and off. Probably, probably 50 or 60 times by the time I'm able to just get it to stop. It was annoying and it was three something in the morning and I was unhappy that I had to wake up and figure out what the hell was happening. It was just literally sitting on my desk, not on, just on and off, on and off. It, it's a MacBook uh, Air. And so, um, you know that... More like error. Uh, ooh, ee, ah. You know that sound that it makes when it goes on, it's like bling or whatever whatever that noise is called some sort of alert bell and uh just on and off on and off on and off it was really annoying and i don't i don't have a shit ton on there that means anything to me nobody got time for that but i really was did, did not want to sit there and try to babysit this thing and figure out what was wrong um with it uh I'll tell you what's wrong with it. It's obsolescence. It could be planned it's obsolescence. It's planned obsolescence, man. But uh, I honestly think you called out the ghosts, and that's what... The, because these weird things that are happening are happening in the middle of the night now. Call on all ghosts. Call on all ghosts. Uh, well, he's... Uh, Please be on alert for a... Beep. 
we have a Ouija board planned for next next week's show. I got a uh, squeegee board planned for this weekend because I need some extra cash. I'm going out with a squeegee and some dirty water. So get ready to give me your change, brother. Do you see? Do you see how he mocks the Excuse ghost? Excuse me, brother. Can you spare a dime? Times a hundred. So uh, I'd say my favorite investigator was uh, a young man by the name of Brian. I think it's Harnoy. Harnois. Harnoy. Let's give that to our Japanese correspondent. Never mind. No, it's he's not. It's like a French uh, O I S. Oh, Danielle. <laughs> okay, Brian was in the Ghost Hunters. Brian. Ha <laughs> ha. And. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but those guys, Grant and uh, Jason, and then that other guy, uh, I forget what his name was, Steve maybe, treated Brian like shit all the time. You could see it in every episode. They wanted to blame him for shit. Even when it was was something somebody else did, they blamed Brian and... uh, they eventually either fired him or he quit. But it was honestly, it reminds me of when Mike Anthony left uh, Van Halen. Let me tell you something. I just came up with an idea and then we'll go back to that. Oh, okay. Uh, A shunned ghost hunter Mm -hmm. leaves and then comes back and fucks with them. But he doesn't just haunt them. He starts picking them off, you see. He starts killing them. He starts killing all of them. And then, at the end, he says, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you kooky kids. It's meddling kids. Meddling kids, and they rip his mask off. And it's Zach Baggins. So anyway, Brian uh, got treated like shit, and uh, that really was the beginning of the end. Well, every uh, group has uh, one guy they like to treat like shit. It's kind of like the Ricky Gervais syndrome. Yeah, but there's when that one guy in the group, whether it's Mike Anthony, Ace Frehley, or Brian Harnwong, there's a, always a person in the group that's also the the most relatable, the heart and soul of the band. Uh, Mike Anthony definitely, for me, was the heart and soul, was the everyman, was the person you could most identify with the person you most wanted to sit down and have a beer with i don't feel that way about him about mike anthony no he's fine but i yeah but you know what you're not a normal person i'm not normal you're not normal let me tell you something i was once at the nightingale and mike anthony came into the nightingale and he uh were you playing and uh i left the nightingale you see about an hour or two before he got there but Mike Anthony came into the night gale and he hung out with East Style. Well, and, th- there uh, you go. And I believe Mike Anthony sat in with, uh, and East Style was rapping. It may have even been with Xanax for all I know. But That's amazing. East Style had a picture of him hanging out with Mike Anthony at the bar and it was the one rare time that East Style was not fibbing. Look, that's a great story and I'm sorry you missed it, but uh, again... There it is. The guy you'd most want to sp- sit and hang and have a beer with, Mike Anthony. Oh, and that well, this is the funny okay. thing. Hey. I, for, sorry, let I me mean, kind of let's cap I'm the story sorry. off. But, uh, he said 
he said, as he was drinking Jack Daniels with his style, yes. he said, I'm the only guy left in the band who parties. None of those other guys like to still party or anything. They're, you know, they just go right home, but I still like to go out and have a good time. That's what he said. This what was 1995. Was right. So that wasn't, that wasn't Dave in the band. No, it was a fucking sober shithead band. Well, it's not sober shithead band, Dave. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, something came walking in. Love came walking in. Did it? Yeah, Pound Cake came right after that, too. Love um, came walking in. That's some rock and roll. No, those songs are terrible, and they should feel terrible. But the truth of the matter is, Ace Frehley, same thing. Ace Frehley, I've, I've been to shows where Paul Stanley was playing L'Amour, and he would get pissed off because people were asking, where's Ace, where's Ace? That, and he's a goon. Who, Paul Stanley? Yeah. You know, he gets pissed off guys who are talentless. I don't know that he's talentless, but I, I actually I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think the guys that get pissed off are have talent, but they have nothing endearing about them. And I can tell you that Paul Stanley and and Gene Simmons have nothing endearing about them for me. Where Ace Frehley is is an, an he is endearing his. His voice, the things he says, his accent, the songs he, he writes, um, it's all something that makes him an endearing and uh, a sympathetic character, I guess, basically. The same with uh, Mike Anthony, the same with Brian, who got, uh, he got shat upon by uh, Jason and Grant and... Uh, you might remember Brian from this short clip, but it really is his most famous thing. And he actually even had hats made. Dude, run! Dude, run! It was one particular uh, episode where uh, I guess a ghost touched somebody or showed up, and uh, Brian bravely screamed, Dude, run! And it probably was one of the more endearing things about uh, that show was him. So, yeah, he was one of my favorites, and he wasn't without his problems, that's for sure. But that does that doesn't matter. I don't. I don't. I like. I like them a little flawed. Um, Zach is Zach Baggins, though he will tell you his name is Baggins. Um, this is my problem with him. He seems like he's a dope, right? He's definitely a dope. He seems like he's a dope. But if he's that much of a dope, would he be able to convince us week after week that he is actually investigating ghosts? Wouldn't we feel like, who the fuck is he trying to kid? I'm not sure who, what do you mean we, white man? We, the, the general population. He's not of ghost, fooling me. He's not fooling you, but that show has been on, I think, 10 seasons or 20 seasons, whatever. Actually, I think it's in the 16th season right now. I can't control the idiots. No, but there's something to be said for lasting for 16 seasons, no? Yeah. He has no integrity. But... Um, you can't be stupid and have no integrity. He probably wanted to be an actor, realized he wasn't getting any jobs, then came up with this fucking bizarre concept and someone somehow went with it, and uh, it's working. 
Well, I think him and Nick, I don't think Aaron was there. I don't remember. The very first one was a documentary. Do you, You've seen it. Yeah. I don't know. I might have seen it. And the brick gets thrown. And they catch it on camera. Was it the Proud Boys event? It was not a Proud Boys event. Oh, well, it should have been. The Proud Boys do not throw bricks. They I know. They catch them. Thrown at them. They catch some serious brick, bro. And then they retaliate by busting skulls. That and uh, how many cereals can you uh, recite? Right. While people are punching you. That's you the mook. best part about Proud Boys for me. I don't pay mooks. All right. I don't know what that means. It's from Mean Street. Oh, okay. Not Mean Streets. No, it's from Mean Streets. I'm going to see him confusing my Van Halen songs and my uh, Scorsese movies. All right. So... I would say Brian is my uh, the one I feel the most sympathy for. Um, you like Steve DeShalvo, but for the longest time you called him Mike to the point where even last week I referred to him as Mike because you say Mike so often. Mike, 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 Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Um, so I thought that was, I thought it was interesting about uh, the In Search Of and the, the template. That is interesting. Who knew? And also, now you know the rest of the story. So now, so there's 300 shows uh, in the past since, since you know, say, say the 60s that dabbled in ghosts or whatever. That show I mentioned, One Step Beyond, was the first one that was all about ghost stories that they said were real. But since the popularity of ghost shows... There have just been a ton. I mean, there are channels that see, are seemingly uh, devoted to just ghost shows. It's it's uh, Paranormal Lockdown, Kindred Spirits, uh, True Ghost Stories, Ghost Encounters, uh, Ghost Brothers. How about singing gay ghosts? Do we have any singing gay ghosts? Paranormal Survivor. That's not singing gay ghosts. I was possessed. I was a teenage ghost. Ghost Asylum. Uh, There's so many. So many. uh, Psychic children. There's a lot of like children. There's a lot of like psychic shows that are based on psychics. But what do they do? They talk to ghosts. So they are still ghost shows. You've got that uh, Tyler Henry kid, the twenty-year-old kid in Beverly Hills. Oh my God! Who gets uh, gets all the celebrities crying? Ghost alone. Then you get uh, you've got what was the the Long Island medium? She's wacky. She is wacky, but she's got that Long Island Italian accent that I really love. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like her accent? I don't like it. Oh, you don't like the Long Island Italian accent? I don't like her. What was it, the hair or the nails? Well, I just don't like her. Really? I don't like her on TV. She's not up to my par. What par, what, what, what par are you speaking of? The par of, uh, of quality entertainment. I, would, I want them to bring back uh, Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. 
What is that? That's the uh, cartoon that inspired uh, Family Guy from the 70s. Wait till your father gets, until your father gets, wait till your father gets home. Does that have anything to do with ghosts? No, there's too many ghosts is what I'm saying. Oh. We need some entertaining. That's what I want is gay seeing ghosts. Something. Let's get away from this cliched ghost template. Let's expand. If it's got to be ghosts, let's at least expand. Can we have a ball-playing ghost, maybe? A a Dominican ball-playing ghost. El Ghosty. Yeah, but you're you're talking about fictional shows. These shows are all... These shows... Purporting to be real. I I would like them to... uh, If they're really real, then let's watch them. And if they're not real, I want to hang these people up and pull their underarm hair out. Which people? The people producing them? The people starring Everyone in them? Everyone involved with it except for the people watching it. Well, Eat down to the people editing it. Well, as you may remember, I was the senior editor on the first season of Crossing Over with John Edward. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, thank God you shave your underarms. And second of all, I went to a taping of that show, and that guy is a charlatan with chiclet teeth. Okay, first of all, you went to that the taping of that show, and you ruined it for me. I was looking at him like, don't you dare look at me, motherfucker. He, we went to a taping. As editor, I got to go to one taping, because the show was not edited and produced in the same spot. So I got to go, and I was very excited, because um, I'd been editing the show. I've seen what John was doing. There was no... Uh, there was no whispering in his ear, as far as I could tell. Uh, uh, you just fill a room full of 100 people, and then, you know, I mean, is there someone there with an ancestor whose initial starts with a J who might have had cancer? Oh, is it you? It's you. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes he would say, no, it's not you. Like, go away. We got to throw a monkey wrench in here sometimes. Monkey wrench, by the way, have you seen that cartoon? Anyway. That's uh, a bad one. Dr. Uh, Dr. Seuss might have been a racist. That's all I'm saying. So we went to the taping of the show and Dave had a fucking puss on the whole show. Isn't he a stand-up comedian? Let me tell you something. When I, they had to cut around us in the audience. Get away from me, John Edward Charlatan. Yes. They had to cut away from, they cut around us in the audience. We couldn't, we weren't in any of the shots as like like reaction shots or even if somebody was talking around us, that camera was never used because Dave had a fucking puss on for the three hours that we were there. Because we would, he, John would do three hours at a time with a group of people, that and was, then we'd cut them down. What to, is he fucking Almer Brothers live at Fillmore East? Well, Jesus it's just, Christ! That's, that's how long it takes sometimes. Motherfucker should have done whipping post. And yes, yeah, so Dave, uh, the episode where I we were actually there, you'll never see us because Dave is a ghost. Dave's face. Dave had. I had a Donald Fake and Jew look going. It, it was it was disgusting. Now listen to me. Uh, and it I was because it was me. It wasn't like. All right, so I'm the worst person in the world. I'm the problem. You were the problem that show. Yes. Let me tell you something. Yes. We also happened to go to Montel, and we also went to Maury. Yeah, Montel, uh, Montel manhandled Montel, uh, Caleb's girlfriend. Montel, yeah, you're sitting there waiting over Montel. They give you uh, cups of water and uh, <laughs> and watermelon snacks and fucking, uh, I mean, you know, Jolly Ranchers. 
And uh, Maury was like handing out fucking baked goods and coffee. Yeah. All right. Maury had class, even though his uh, crack of his ass is moist. Maury has class. Montel, that savage. That was before he became a pothead. This is the deal. We, we did this go to... This is pre-MS Montel. All right. Sorry. We got a few tickets to see some uh, some shows, and uh, one of them was Montel. And Low-class bastard. You get, a, you get a ticket, and then they round you up, and you're in a waiting room before you file into your seats. In that waiting room, there was, I believe, a water cooler and not much else. Yeah, here, have some orange rinds. <laughs> and we went... And we did a Maury show when Maury was still taping in New York City. And the audience was was different. The waiting room had, you know, bagels, cream cheese, coffee. It was... Maury had class. Maury had class. Maury's people, Maury's production company, uh, were... It was a way better experience. And Caleb was going out with that little girl, Amy. Uh, I forget her last name. I guess it doesn't matter. But when we went to see Montel, he literally grabbed her out of the seat and he manhandled her. And said, what do you think of what I just said? Uncle? I mean, but he I remember him manhandling her. What's your take her. on it? And it was something was, about relationships too. It Put was her a on relationship show. Yeah, and it was it was insane. It was insane how he but she was very cute. And I think she was stand, if he wasn't on he the was on the aisle. She was, was on the aisle. If she wasn't on the aisle, she was very close to being on the aisle. On the aisle. Maybe she was on the aisle and Caleb was next to her and then I was next to Caleb. All I know is the man has no class. And I had one thing to say about Montel and I believe it had something to do with Bongtel. All right. And uh, the other thing that Dave was mentioning was about Bong smell. Maury was that Maury had a very sweaty ass crack. <gasps> and as he ran around the studio getting other people's... Uh, He's what? a very sweaty ass crack. I forget what the show was about, but he was, you know, running to, uh, like Phil Donahue used to do, you know, running to people in the audience with the microphone, getting Busying their opinions. himself as only Maury can. Yeah, but uh, his ass crack was sweaty. So that was the... Maury, you need some talcum up in that bitch. <laughs> he was a sweaty man, but he had uh, his production company put out a nice breakfast spread for us. Now that I think Montel of it, that cream cheese was a little too warm. I wonder where they were keeping it. Stop it. In Maury's ass crack, which is also known as the studio fridge. Okay. He's no less moon vest, but he's working on it. What do you got? I have a hair in my mouth, and I'm just wondering how it is that this show just goes wrong every week. By how all? it is that we we can't, and I say we, but really I mean you, can't stick to... The topic. How about the uh, okay. the ghost and Mrs. Uh, Muir? Was that the show? Was that what it was called? It was first a movie, and then it was a show. And when did that come out? The ghost and Mrs. Muir, the movie, came out in 1947. What the fuck? It is in my top ten favorite movies. Now, how about the TV show? The ghost of Mrs. Muir, the TV show, uh, starring Hope Lang... And uh, I think we got that order uh, mixed up. George C. Riley. Is that his name? What? Who's the guy? What are you talking about? Isn't he in it? I believe you are referring to Charles Nelson. Charles Riley. Nelson Riley. George, who's George C. Riley? Uh, there's George C. Scott. No, I was thinking of something else. Okay, never mind. 
Anyway, Charles Nelson Riley is in the TV show. Yes. Yes. Well, he's the star of everything he's in. Well, that I, I'm not going to disagree with that. But Hope Lang was in it, and uh, the gentleman who played the uh, the ghost also went on to be in Knight Rider. As the voice of the car? No. He's, oh. you know, uh, he's a major player in Knight Rider. Oh, what year is the uh, show with Mr. Hand from... Uh, from um Fast Times at Richmond High. I believe you're, is he you're a talking Martian? about my favorite Martian. No, that's not Ghost. That's Martians. Yes. Okay. Never mind that either. Oh, God. So I'm just saying, although you're, uh, I'm just go, ghosts have been on the public mind for a while. In the public eye. Is this thing on? I'm just going to allow you to speak. Uh, Ghost Riders. Now that was a good one. Look, this episode was supposed to be about ghost shows. Well, we're we're doing it. We're an hour in. We're not quite doing it. Um, What's next? (laughs) What I also wanted to say was that this this uh, wiki lists over three hundred ghost shows. I would say, you know, um, 200 of which were from 2000 and on. Um, But there's also ghost shows now on the streaming services. BuzzFeed has their own ghost show. BuzzFeed has, and I don't suggest going to BuzzFeed for anything, but they have a ghost show. So it's a popular topic. There's a lot of people who believe believe in ghosts they might not believe these shows but they believe that there's a thing that there are ghosts all right that's possible now with the things that have happened to us in the past uh couple of weeks technical issues major technical issues things falling off the wall my computer going on and off things that are have they're happening uh, fast and Furious in the past couple of weeks yeah. when nothing happens forever around here. You think that it's what? All a quinkadink? It's a ghost machine. This how I'm a ghost machine. So you feel like... you Are you willing to say it's unexplained but not to put a label on it as to be ghosty? Yeah, I can't, yeah. It's too many variables. I got too many uh, variables. No. Do you believe in UFOs? Do you believe in UFOs? That was the original uh, song. Mm. They just thought it would not relate to the average man. Yeah. Actually, that one was written by uh, Dave Davies. <laughs> okay. Uh, do I believe in what? The Cher song was written by Dave Davies? No, but he believes in UFOs. So I was saying if he wrote the Cher song, it would be, do you believe in UFOs as opposed to do you believe in love? All right. (laughs) Both of them will be auto-tuned because neither of them can sing. Okay, thank you. Terrific. Hello? What are you asking me? (laughs) Do you believe in UFOs? For God's sakes, man. Do I? Yes, I believe in UFOs, but Uh, I do not believe in them as you do. If you throw something into the air and I'm not looking and then I look, I see an unidentified flying object. I believe it's there. 
And what about that its night origin is in not our front out of order. yard 10 or 12 years ago in this very piece of property when we were stargazing and we saw something insane move throughout the sky? I think that was explained to the uh, military actions. He was doing some uh, experiments in the uh, in the area. You're out of your mind. Yeah, the local uh, base was uh, conducting some uh, aerial experimentation. Okay, Dave. That's no, not happening. Well, I yeah, you know, UFO. So I no, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. Let's, let me tell you this. Okay. I never seen anything other than what you say we might have seen, so I can't confirm or deny what that was. Dave and I were stargazing because here in upstate New York, there are no lights to pollute the night sky, and it is an amazing view. And when it... I'm sorry, are you speaking? We saw some stuff. And when it is cold, it is even clearer. Oh, I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Oh, did you just interrupt me to say, ah? Uh-huh. I said that crispy. This sounds very crispy. <laughs> I don't know how long I can do this show for. I just oh, don't. It's getting very crispy. I just don't know. I'm. You are making me an insane person. Anyway, so uh, this has got to be at least 10 or 12 years ago. We're out there. It's a cold night. The stars are bright. And all of a sudden, we see something moving, something lit up. Uh, I don't recall the colors, It was, uh, but it was lit up pretty good. And it was pretty high up there. And it wasn't, uh, it was clear it was not a shooting star or something. It was something that was moving on its own. And then it did a really crazy thing where it switched directions a few times. Like sharp-edged direction changes and then it went speeding off into the night. And it was it was a very weird thing to see because when you're watching uh, movies about UFOs, there's always some sort of ominous sound effect that lets you know what you're watching is fucking crazy. There was no such sound effect. And so we were just literally standing out there watching this thing happen and then it was gone. And uh, I was like, fuck, we just saw a UFO. We just saw something. And I guess Dave has convinced himself that we have not. No, I mean, well, I don't know what we saw. Perhaps tonight he'll go outside and yell at the night sky, prove to me you're real. You know, the star, you know, stars out tonight, I, you know, cloudy or bright, you know. Mm-hmm. I only got eyes for you, dear. Okay. Ooh. It's the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. No, but I only have eyes for you, uh-huh. dear. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, dear, pass me that bottle, will you? Okay. Ah, uh, ghost shows. All right, so I guess this wasn't a very good episode. What? But this d- is great stuff. Oh, you no, believe it's, it's I don't. Terrible. Boom. It's, it's a terrible episode, Dave. Just, just put it out there. It's a terrible episode. It's got railroaded five, six times. We had to start and stop. And uh, I think at the end of this, I'm going to want to drink a whole bottle of liquor of some sort. Wait, how do, how do witches tie into ghosts? How do witches tie into ghosts? I guess they're under the uh, paranormal banner. I mean, you got a witch flying around in, uh, in uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard yes. of Oz over here. That's not he's, a Halloween movie. Is that though. ghostly? 
No. She's just a witch. She's just a magic evil person. Goddamn evil witch. I thought you didn't see Wizard of Oz. Well, I seen Wizard of Oz at the Tisch School of Arts. I'm an artiste. That's right. They showed it to me on a big screen, and then they talked about it like faggots. Okay. (laughs) Because everybody goes to NYU is a fake. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, so don't send your kids to NYU because they're going to wind up like Dave. Crazy and faggy. There is a new uh, a new YouTube channel up that I you know I was doing show prep today, uh, and that's what I do. I just start looking on YouTube or look, looking on DuckDuckGo for some shit to uh, add or subtract from the show. And I found this YouTube channel, and it's only it's brand new. I think maybe three weeks old. So if you like uh, Ghost Hunters, I would give this guy a try. Uh, the name of the YouTube channel is Ghost Static. It's G-H-O-S-T-A-T-I-C. Ghost Attic. Ghost Static. How, how do you let a podcast go talking about ghosts and you don't mention Chip Coffee? I was going to mention Chip Coffee, but I feel like if I mention Chip or Coffee, you're either going to say, was that? Or... I like pumpkin spice. So it's just a matter of, I can't mention Ship Coffee. I don't want to sully his name. And have you uh, discussed things about his name? Sully his uh, name. Chip Coffee is one of my favorites. He did uh, Paranormal Children. Is it not Paranormal? Uh, Psychic Children. He was on uh, Paran- Paranormal State. Remember that one? Sounds familiar. That was the one with the kids from Penn State. Oh Jesus Christ! Remember that, that guy, bad. Ryan? Is that a, is that a uh, is that pre or after the scandal? Oh, uh, Ryan. Uh, there was a paranormal state. Was it this guy Ryan and his uh, his group of uh, students that they formed a you know a paranormal society at Penn oh, State? Oh, yeah, actually, I do remember that one. Yes, and they had people giving all their recollections. And one day I was coming back from the dorm and I was doing this, and that was right, right, that one, right? They had the people giving the actual recollections. No, it's no. Well, they would go to people's houses. They were ghost hunters. I thought they talked to remember, people, and there people was who were students at Penn State or something. No, the, 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 the students at Penn State were in his group, and remember they had the one girl, Elfie. And for whatever reason, I yep. thought it was awful. They would put subtitles whenever she spoke, mm-hmm. and I could understand her quite clearly. I don't. Was I, her name Alfie? Elfie. Like an elf. Elfie, yes. That's not a name. Well, that was her name. Whatever, it doesn't matter. That's was not she, the point. Uh, oh my God! What was her nationality? I don't know what her nationality was. Okay. I could I could hear her quite fine. I could hear what she was saying. They didn't need to do that. I thought that was an awful, terrible thing, and. Uh, whatever but uh so that guy ryan and those people from paranormal state uh they would use chip coffee a lot and i love chip coffee but chip coffee doesn't love me chip coffee is a democratic fool stop that stop it chip coffee was indoctrinated in school of what oh indoctrinated this is the this is the problem. Uh, I follow Chip Coffee and I follow his Instagram secretly uh, under a, another name because I do love Chip Coffee. Uh, I think he's great. 
is he seems to be real and um I just like him. There's just something about him that I really like. And he does not like Trump supporters at all. <laughs> at all. And from the get-go, he was, you know, just saying terrible things about Trump supporters. And at one point, when I was following him under my real name, I was like, Chip, don't you realize that half the people who love you also voted for Trump? Well, you know, he said something and I was just like, oh man, you know, so I, uh, I no longer communicate with Chip Coffee, but I still follow him because I do love him. He sells scarves and stuff. He's just adorable, but, uh, he does not, he does not like me. That's so absurd. He's, op- he's open to ghosts. He's just close minded to Trump. He's open to ghosts, but not to Republicans, I guess. And I'm not even a Republican. I'm an independent, but, uh, I want to drain that swamp. So, um, yeah, that's why I didn't mention Chip Coffee. I do adore him, though. I really do. Uh, I, I like the uh, Long Island Medium. I don't know if she's real or not, but her her persona, that Long Island accent, it's just amazing. And I didn't mind the uh, Tyler Henry kid either. I don't know that I believe him as much, but see, the other thing is, is when, when you have the celebrities involved... Uh, I think they, they really want... First of all, they're mostly actors, right? So they really want... Uh, they're always performing. And I think when they have this sort of thing with him, they're really hoping for something. So he might not... Uh, he might be co- connecting with people on the other side. People seem to be astounded by him on that show. Um, then you've got the little girl who's on the in the college. Uh, Monica the Medium, I think her name was. I don't know if she's still doing it. Uh, that was on the uh, the Family Channel, I think. I yes, like her. She seems be- somewhat believable as well. I feel like people have a gift for something. I don't know what it is. Are they talking to the other side? I don't know. Are they reading your mind? Maybe. Or are they in touch with some sort of interdimensional person who's not really a ghost? They're just living in this same space on another uh, dimension. I don't know. I could be it too. I'm open to all of it. I don't know. I know you don't. I know you don't. Anyway, Ghostastic on YouTube. The guy is uh, a Long Island Italian. <laughs> There's a theme with me. I like to stick to the Italians. I know they cook well for the most part. I've only met one bad uh, cooking Italian. <laughs> and uh, I shall not name the name. Tony Soprano. Because we are no longer friends. Apparently. Sonny Soprano. Yes, it's Sonny Soprano. Um, anyway. Uh, Chip Coffee's great. Ghostastic. Oh, I wanted to leave you with this little uh, ghost story. Ghostastic. Now that sounds like a show by David Bromstein. Ghostastic. It's ghostatic. Did oh. I go say ghostastic? Yes, ghostastic. That's ghost. That's ghostabulous. It's it's ghostatic. And I honestly, I don't think that this name is great. How about Queer Eye for the Ghost Guy? That would be cool. Ghostatic is ghost with A-T-I-C at the end of it. But what really, what made me find him was that uh, they they did a drive-by at the uh, Amityville Horror House. That sounds like uh, something that they would get in trouble for. 
It's a public street. You can drive by it. He oh, said well, I was that, thinking like the Compton version of a drive-by. No, no, no. He said that uh, he had been by that house because he lives in Long Island. He has driven by that house, and there have been times where there's like a line of cars just slowly driving by the house. What a fucking nightmare. No wonder the place is going for half the price it's worth. Yeah, I mean, and they even mentioned that it was on sale for, that had just sold for $600,000. But the truth of the matter is, is that years ago it sold for nine hundred. So something's mm. happening there. Something's happening there. And uh, it's a lovely neighborhood, though. It's a, it's a lovely neighborhood. They should, they should have put a, a park or something uh, with flowers and stuff at, in that location when that family got killed there. But they didn't. No, somebody, I mean. Coming and, this summer, Amityville 4. No, it's they're up to 17 or 18 at this point, And I think another one is coming out this year or next. Amityville 5, the Jew moves in. Okay. <laughs> and the ghosts move out. What? No Christmas lights. <laughs> get out. You get out. I should have known better. Um, bargain. You get what you pay for. I would like to end with this. Boo. Okay. Hey, boo. Uh-huh. Excuse me, boo. Okay. Not you, boo. Uh-huh. I'm calling my little... Uh, 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 never mind. Uh, so bad. <laughs> it's so bad here all the time. Going back to Dr. Seuss. Have you seen the cartoon I'm talking about? Because it's quite racist. The one with the stars? No, it's not stars. It's a pile of wood is all I'm saying. Okay. He's got a monkey wrench, and then there's also a wood pile. But it's not just the wood pile. There's something in the wood pile. Okay. Anyway. That's the problem. Okay. This was published in the New York Times. So uh, they're complicit, too. I don't the believe... The racist New York Times. I don't believe Dr. Seuss... I, I'm not a fan of rhyming, so... I'm, I'm not, not saying he's racist. Okay. In the 1920s, it was okay to call the black guy... Okay. Huh? Hey, Coltrane, get over here. I would really... You might drive me to drink. The Ghost of Coltrane. Now that's a good movie. Coming after all you little jazz Nazis. Uh-huh. What, you never heard of Jimi Hendrix? It's all about Charlie Parker? Go fuck yourself. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what to I don't I don't know what to do right now. I just want to end the show with my little I have a little thing prepared. The ghost of jazz. Okay. It's not dead, it just smells funny. Oh. All right, I'm done. You don't have to be. If you have more to say, please, by all means. I'm done. All right. Uh, I wanted to end today's show with a little clip from Celebrity Ghost Stories. Now, if uh, you have ever listened to Opie and Anthony... (gasps) Uh, if you haven't, you should seek out those old shows, Opie and Anthony. Here's the thing. Okay. No, there's nothing. I just wanted to... Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Opie and Anthony, great, funny show. Anthony uh, Kumia, who now has his own network, which is doing very well. Uh, and Jim Norton was also part of the show. He was the third Mike. And uh, Anthony and Jim would have... A hell of a time just making each other laugh and Jim at some point started developing characters um, Uncle Paul uh, Ted Sheckler uh, Edgar 
Edgar and Chip. Um, I can't, I can't with you. What's the matter? I was going to mention Edgar last because I'm about to play a clip. Oh, well then mention it. Uh, no, I'm just going to let it fly. Cut around I, what I said. I'm not cutting around. I can't. It's Why? too much. It's easy. No, it's not easy. It's oh. not that easy. Pretty easy. It's No, I mean, if we talk over each other, it's not easy. It is easy. Okay. One of Jim's, uh, one of Jim's characters named Edgar. And so when we heard that Jim was going to be on Celebrity Ghost Stories, we were all kind of pretty excited about it um, because who knows what, what Jim's going to do. Jim is fucking funny. Um, his stand-up is okay, but just as a person, he's funny. And when he's with Anthony, he is at his absolute best. He's quick-witted. He's quick-witted and he's a, a little crazy. So when I heard they were doing the celebrity ghost stories, we were all very excited. Um, one of his characters that he has done on that show was Edgar. You want to do Edgar for us? I'm tired. <laughs> like my teeth are dry. His mouth gets like a little bunghole with teeth. Give me a little Edgar. You're supposed to do your duties. Like my teeth. What Edgar says, he doesn't say very much, but what he does say is, I'm dry. My mouth is dry. So when Jimmy was he's on this... He's a very old man. He's old. Old as fuck. And when uh, Jimmy was on Celebrity Ghost Stories, he's, they do the whole ramp up. They're doing reenactments. And, you know, the whole time you're just waiting. You're waiting for, the, for it to end. You're waiting for Jimmy to fucking just pull some shit. And he does. And here is... The end of Celebrity Ghost Stories, Season 5, Episode 5, Jim Norton. Anyway, uh, of course, Jimmy was kidding and he made up the whole fucking story and uh, even picked the stardust because it was no longer there. So no one could check on his story. There was nobody working there. You couldn't check their records. He had, he had performed there with Dice. But he was not in the Edgar suite. Oh, I don't know what knows, do they? Dry. My mouth is dry. He says his mouth is dry. <laughs> That's the, the funniest part for me is that the reenactment then somehow makes it how Edgar saying I'm his dry. mouth is dry leads to him being murdered. <laughs> I'm dry. Oh, man. I got the tons. I got the tunnels. My mouth is dry and my fingers hurt. <sighs> All right. So that was, uh, that's been it for this episode. I do want to tell you guys that, uh, and maybe I should put this at the beginning of the episode. Maybe I will do some editing magic. Um, we now have a hotline. So you can call up and leave a message on the hotline and uh, we may, may play it. The number is 707-MAC-2. 
M-A-C-K-0-4-3. Mac is, of course, short for middle-aged cool kids. So 707-MAC-043. And even though we haven't given out the number uh, yet on the show, somehow we do have our first phone call. Are you ready to hear it? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is Donald Trump over here. Literally Donald J. Trump, whatever that means, whatever that middle name is. I'm just trying to find out if I got the right number with the David Shecky show. That's all. So, you guys, whatever. So, I'm doing bigly. I'm doing really bigly. All right, take it easy, you guys. So, that's amazing that our first phone call is from Donald J. Trump. That's excellent. Uh, I always uh, knew he was listening. I, I was hoping he was listening. I was also hoping he... Uh, I was also hoping he knew what his middle name was, but apparently not. Who am I to judge? Well, he is older. He's over the 70. He's starting to forget certain things. Yeah, maybe. uh, He's got his eye on the prize. Maybe he was joking. Maybe he was just joking. So thanks for calling in, Mr. Trump. I appreciate it. And uh, you can join the ranks of Mr. Trump and call in. And, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to say anything about the particular episode. You can. You have, if you have a question about the episode or a comment about the episode or a comment about Dave or me, or maybe you have something you want to plug or you want to read a poem or sing a song to us. It doesn't matter. We are welcoming all, all types of messages uh, on, this, on this number, 707-MAC-043. Hopefully it'll be an easy one for you to remember. It was murder, Sam. If you would like to catch up on old episodes of the Mac podcast or even older episodes of the Dave and Shecky show, head on over to middleagecoolkids.com. We have all of the episodes uh, for this particular podcast posted there. But if you click on the Dave and Shecky link, you'll be whisked away to some older archives um, of stuff we did uh, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. We started podcasting when it was pretty new, 2004, 2005. So we have stuff from way back when at that link. Uh, if you would like to follow me, I am at gab.com, middle-aged cool kids. You can find us there. And uh, of course you can subscribe, but you're already listening somehow. So perhaps you've already picked your way to subscribe. Did you have anything else you wanted to say today, Dave? No, I think I've said enough. I think you've said enough too. All right. Uh, next time, America.